Welcome to season four of the Lighting Your Way podcast. This season, we will hear from all types of guests who share their experiences, their insights, and their personal stories. This week, I speak with Tiffany Sutphin and Andy Votendahl. Tiffany is a young woman in Seattle who last year was hospitalized on and off for close to three months with persistent bleeding that was part of her liver failure and was told that she had just a few months to live. Andy Votendahl is one of my colleagues here at Guardian Nurses who supported Tiffany through that frightening healthcare journey. And as you'll hear Andy tell it, when Tiffany asked her to connect her with hospice, Andy said, no. Their work together over the last year and a half proves that it is really important to have someone at your side when you are a patient in the healthcare system. And if it's a guardian nurse, even better. Tiffany, welcome. Uh, I know Andy Votendahl, your nurse advocate, is with you, but um, thank you for joining the podcast today. Thank you uh, for having me. It's wonderful to finally meet you. Yes, I, I'm sorry we're 3,000 miles away, but, you know, better better than uh, not at all. So Yeah, absolutely. Tiffany, tell me, uh, let's get started with how are you doing? Um, I'm actually doing very good, especially That's... considering everything. <laughs> yes, so I'm doing we'll, great. Get in, we'll get into that a little bit, but yeah, it, it is... Uh, I am so glad that you are healthy and back on uh, back on two feet um, and working through this. So, so how, you know, how are you keeping yourself healthy? Um, I guess uh, a lot of consistency, hard work, dedication, um, you know, my life literally depends on it. So, you know, I, I do it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, let's let's take a walk back uh, and tell our listeners like what happened. Um, this was what what date was it? When did you first meet Andy? Um, I'm not quite sure. I think it was some. It was my second admission into the hospital, maybe third. It was in March. Okay, uh, March of 2021, right? 2021. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you and your husband have uh, your benefits through the Sound Health and Wellness Trust. Is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Great. Great. And that's how that Andy. So Andy Votendahl, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm getting to be a real regular here, Betty. So it's great to have Tiffany and you here because I know you and I talked um, last year about uh, Tiffany's case Um and, you know, the work that you did with her to get her back on track. So, so um, Tiffany and you are together. Tell us, you know, you went into the hospital when she was admitted and that was the start of your relationship. So how did that, you know, how did that transpire? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I met her when she was admitted into the hospital for a gastrointestinal bleed. And she kept having to go back because one thing that happens with your, when your liver isn't functioning is you don't have clotting uh, mechanisms and they're not normal. And so she was bleeding a lot. And so that's how I first met her. And neither of us really understood why this was happening to her. We weren't getting good explanations. We had just talked about how 
we kind of came to it one day in the hospital together that this was her liver, not her gut. Okay. Yeah, the pretty pretty important distinction, at least for diagnosticians, right? To to move forward. Exactly. Yeah, um, Tiffany. Um, prior to your liver, like prior to the liver failure, prior to all these hospitalizations, were you pretty healthy? Like, what what state of health were you in? Uh, I wasn't. I was not healthy at the time. No. Uh, the past couple years, I was actually struggling terribly with my health. Um, chronic fatigue. Um, I was weak, and my appetite. Uh, you know, uh, my my. I could tell my health was, you know, wasn't something wasn't right. I was swelling. My my weight was skyrocketing, even though I was doing everything possible nutritionally that mm -hmm. I could think of. And no matter what I did, I just ballooned out like crazy. Wow. So and no one could and you went to physicians and no one was able to give you answers. Um, well, when I was, you know, 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with leaky gut. And so I think that's why we were looking more towards digestive issues, because that was my most of my history. OK, that makes sense. Right. Right. So they kind of focused on that. Um, and then when Andy met you um, in that hospital, Andy, tell us about the, the journey that you went on with Tiffany through that. Yeah. So one of the things that was unique with Tiffany is that she does not get blood products. And ah, so okay. um, because of religious reasons and her her blood counts were very low. And so it was working with the hospital and Tiffany and I were recalling this to make sure that we weren't taking blood from her that was being wasted and that we used, you know, they use those little baby vials for every blood draw. Okay. And it was really getting to know her and let the first couple of visits, I think, you know, it's the getting to know part. Yeah. And then once we really opened up together and figured out we need to get you a GI consult with a hepatologist and start looking at your liver as the cause of this. And so um, we just, I got, we got that referral to one of the best hepatologists that I think I've ever been to. And um, we started to go to him. We, uh, you know, learned about what a MELD score is and how important it was for her to get to a level where we could consider a transplant. I mean, that's how sick she was. Okay. And Andy, tell us a little bit, you know, just for folks who don't know what a MELD score is. Can you explain it? Yes. So they use this measurement, uh, it's been around a while, for um, end-stage liver disease. And it's called, it stands for Model for End-Stage Liver Disease. And it can be anywhere from 60 to four, or 6 to 40. And she was up in the 35 range, wow. which she was too sick for a transplant. So we had to work to get that down. And so through that vigorous work of getting her MELT score down, we got it so low that she never needed a transplant. Uh. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. And we, you know, we should, I got to tell, tell you too, Betty, we just got a CT scan a couple months ago, right? Yeah. And the fatty liver is totally gone. And now she has only mild cirrhotic disease, which is just amazing. Yes. 
Yes. Given from where she came, right? From from when she came to this, it's uh quite a quite a stark change. Tiffany, what like after you got on the right track, like how have you stayed healthy? What's been your like you said, you, you know, it, your life depends on it. I get that. But to tell us yeah. a little bit about how you've made those changes. What have you done? Um, well, it started with probably um, uh, probably started mostly with physical therapy because at the time um, I couldn't walk. And so um, I had to learn to walk again. I lost about 90 percent of my muscle, I think. Wow. And, oh. um, you know, if I if I had like if I fell or whatever or I couldn't get myself back up. I couldn't even turn myself over in bed. Why were you so debilitated? How long were, were you in the hospital for several weeks? What, what was um, the... So was... I think it, it was close to three months in the hospital. But what happened was um, that leaky gut, I developed a food absorption problem, I believe. Uh, and uh. Um, so at the time I was getting IVs for nutrition at like $200 a pop. And so um, once I started incorporating um, these supplements that help me absorb food, I started taking Trinot supplements. They are designed to help you absorb like your food and, and, you know, your whatever, um, what's the word I'm looking Nutrient. for? Nutrients. Thank you. So like my hair was falling out. Um, oh, you know, I had no muscle. So, um, Dr. Justin originally put me on the Mediterranean diet, um, mm -hmm. which is a wonderful diet. I actually cook a lot of that, you know, type of food. And okay. so, but at the time, like I said, I was, I wasn't, I had just started eating and I was still on these IV treatments. And so, um, Coming off of that, um, at my next appointment, I approached him with the Fat Flush Plan and an accelerated version of it um, called Smoothie Shakedown by Anne Louise Gittleman. Mm -hmm. And once I got on that, those plans and the supplements, my progress like skyrocketed. Wow. And why, and why does, why do we think that happened? Just because of the metabolism, your metabolism and the, the nutrients that you were getting? Talk about that. Right. So I was on, I don't know how many, 10 or 11 medications when I came out of the hospital. And so I was on like two different medications to help pull all that water out. And, okay. and then, um, yeah, those those medications, um, man, that was, I couldn't believe the relief of getting that water out of my body. And mm. I, I remember just, I think I needed to lose like at least 20 pounds of water before they would even let me leave the hospital. So wow. yeah, that's where I was at that time. This sounds like it was a, <laughs> like an awful time, three months in the hospital. Like that's incredible. You were really sick. It was, um, it was the hardest thing, you know, I've ever had to go through. It was during the height of, um, COVID. And huh. so, um, you know, I was alone. I, I, my husband couldn't be with me and stuff. And so, um, that's, that's where I was, you know, it was, 
it was very emotionally draining, you know, to go through it all alone and, you know, to not understand the medical stuff right. that was being thrown at me left and right. And not have my husband there. Right. You know, you know when right. Andy we- reached out to me with that phone call and asked, you know, what she could do to help me, I, you know, I asked her for hospice. Oh, wow. Wow, that was the original request to Andy? Yeah, I had been told um, that I was, I had maybe three months to live um, at the path I was leading down. And, you know, I kind of came to terms with, I kind of accepted what I had been told. And, you know, I believe in my faith so much that I was like, okay, let's just make this as comfortable as possible for me and and for my family, because, you know, a couple years, few years before my dad had actually died of liver cancer. And Mm. we watched, we, sorry. It's okay. It's actually the anniversary of when he passed on Sunday. And so, um, I wanted to spare my family of of watching me deteriorate in front of them. I didn't want them to remember me that way. So I asked for professional help to spare them from that. Wow. Jeez, I'm sorry. I did not realize um that they that the medical personnel offered hospice. I mean, it's remarkable, even more remarkable that you are here now. It is. It's a miracle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it might be your dad helping you. He maybe helped you through it. I I thought of him. And I hope he's, I hope he'd be proud of me, you know? Oh, there's no doubt. There is no doubt. So, so you, you call or Andy calls and says, you know, and you say, sure, you can help me. How about setting up hospice? Um, and that's, of course, um, not what happened. <laughs> Andy, what, Andy, chime in here. Um, so you get this, you know, you get this patient who says, I want to start hospice. And what do you think? I I told her no. <laughs> I really did, <laughs> Betty. I said, no, I'm not doing that. You're too young. You have too much here. She's got a kid, Spencer, who's just the greatest. And so... I was like, no, I think we can do something here. I don't, I didn't feel like she was getting the care that she needed or that she deserved. So. Yeah. Wow. And and Tiffany says it was during COVID. So were you able to see her? No, this was all, you know, by the phone and getting, you know, GI involved. And I went to appointments with her and that's how I saw her. Okay. Great. And and so when you found this hepatologist who kind of listened and, you know, got her back on track, got the diet, I mean, clearly, and for, for I know that I'm bad at this, but you are what you eat, you know, and uh, you got to pay attention to that, clearly. Yeah. Wow. And she had an element of both liver cirrhosis and fatty liver. And so we knew that we could work on that fatty liver and maybe that would help with the cirrhosis. Okay. So, so tell us from a nurse's perspective, what, 
what what you feel happened to Tiffany to make her get to the other side, like in terms of how you helped, how the nutrition helped, how the physician helped. Talk about that. Yeah. So I think part of it was education for her, knowing mm -hmm. what exactly she was up against, um, meeting the hepatologist, and he really laid it out for her on what she was looking at. And then, you know, just I think, Betty, really, it was me just calling her. I, I looked at my notes yesterday with Tiffany, and I called her at least once a week, if not more. How are mm -hmm. you doing this week? What are you doing? How are the meds? When's our next appointment? You know, it was just, it's consistently staying with somebody during a really hard time and motivating them and using your nursing skill to motivate them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was also going to every doctor's appointment and not letting her miss them. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And... You know, and working through getting there, transportation, is your, can your mom take you, can Lee take you, you know, just things like that. Mm -hmm. um, did, and then did you, getting did the you, physical therapy. Okay. So the education part was big because obviously this is a huge hurdle, right? She's hearing, okay, you don't have much longer to live and you need to educate her big time. Right. Yeah. Because that's a lot of education. Did you yeah. also spend time with her family educating them as well? Well, I talked a lot to uh, to Lee because Lee's the member, her husband. And okay. so initially my contact was just with Lee. And then he's like, hey, you need to talk to Tiffany. I want you to talk to her. And she gave me her number. But I also talked to her mom in the parking lot and you know, I <laughs> it's a full thing. Spencer, I her kid, you know, I yeah. mean I I really think that being part of the whole family is is part of getting people better. Oh, sure, I, right? Because they, yeah. they're not just their disease. They're not just their diagnosis. There's this whole other part, right? Their family, their lives, their livelihood. Yeah, there's yeah. a whole lot of yeah. stuff. Well, we fine-tuned her medications. Um, we and she got consistent labs so we knew if we were on the right track or not that was part of it too is do we need to change medications do we need to increase things decrease things should we focus more here than there she's got um peripheral neuropathies that that makes it hard to walk around so getting the physical therapy really got her going and she she could honestly participate more in life which is something that makes people get even more motivated to get better. You know, she was having tastes of things that in life, you know? Okay. No, I, I, to your point, her recovery was kind of full, full speed ahead, right? It's nutrition, it's physical therapy, it's, it's labs, it's medications, it's, it's monitoring, you know, that meld score and monitoring her lab values to make sure that her liver was responding right? And it sounded like you have a good relationship with the hepatologist. He's the best um, <laughs> because he, he approached me so differently than any of the other doctors. Um, I remember him telling me, you know, he's like, this isn't a death sentence. He's like, this is a clean slate. And so he's like, let's, you know, let's fight this. Let's turn it around, you know? And so we, we, 
had a plan together, all three of us, really. And then I had such a wonderful support system outside of that as well. And I think that was also a part of my huge success, you know? Yeah. Wow. So, so Tiffany, stay with me. So I, I imagine, um, given your long relationship with Andy and the, and the, you know, kind of support that she gave you, but, but what do you think the best thing that Andy did for you? The, one of the first things I can remember is the time that I had left, um, you know, that I thought I had left was being wasted on the phone, doctors being on hold, you know, referrals and waiting and waiting and waiting when my time was so precious. I just wanted to be with my family for, you know, what I had left. And I couldn't believe how she just took care of everything. She would be on the phone for hours. She would make the phone calls and track doctors down and whatever and and be on the phone with the hospital trying to get information so we would know where to go next. I I couldn't have done that on my own. I have a friend right now who's fighting cancer and she's, you know, having to do all those things on her own. And it's like another one of my girlfriends, she was, you know, saying that everyone in, you know, everyone needs an Andy when they're in (laughs) a medical crisis like this. It's, I, I just can't believe that, you know, that I was handed one of those tools. Andy. <laughs> yeah. We're going to we're going to make a, a bumper sticker. Everybody yeah. needs an Andy. <laughs> you need an Andy. <laughs> <laughs> or or a t-shirt or something. Maybe a button. <laughs> um so what what did you I mean sounds like Andy spent a lot of time educating you, right? And talking to your family and uh obviously coordinating care. But what did you learn from Andy that you have carried forward? and continue to do like, is there anything that she said or, or encouraged you to do that has stuck with you? Um, it was kind of funny. We were talking the other day and she was like saying how she constantly checked up on me and, and was like, I hope I didn't, you know, harass you too much. And I was like, are you kidding? I harassed you. (laughs) (laughs) I texted her constantly. I called her whenever you know, I had a question or when I was scared or even or alone. And, you know, I, you can't call a doctor all the time when you have a question. You have got to call the nurse first and then, you know, wait to hear back. When I had a question, I had Andy right at my fingertips, you know, right. and I just I can't believe that I was fortunate enough to be. I keep looking at her. Sorry. <laughs> I just I just feel like things would have been so different, you know, if I hadn't had Andy. Well, it's, it sounds like it, if they initially gave you three months to live, right. That is a shocking, uh, that, that you are still here, right. That you did what you needed to do and got to see who would be, you know, and we, Andy and I talk about this all the time that you, you find physicians or nurse practitioners or folks that are curious, right? When there's something that's uh, troubling or something that's kind of unusual out of the blue, you want to get to a medical uh, professional who's curious, right? To, to kind of like 
go a little deeper or or maybe ask a question to the right or to the left, not necessarily the the standard delineation of uh you know trying to rule out something it's you know try to be curious so what here's another question what would you like to say to the folks who are listening about what you learned about being a patient because i think you have a lot to say about your experience but in the hospital you know being outpatient going to physical therapy this experience has changed you for sure so what would you like to say to to the people who are listening about what you learned? Um, be your own advocate. Um, mm. Yeah. Maybe get a second opinion if you don't like the answer instead of accepting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. And then do your own research. I, you know, I had to educate myself, you know, like Andy said, she handed me the tools um, and the doctor laid out stuff for me to do. And then I took it a step further and went a holistic approach and the combination I think helped save my life. So yeah, yeah don't just accept it, you know, do your research, do whatever you can to, mm. to find a way, you know, what do you got to lose? Right. <laughs> Right. Well, it's, I mean, look, you were a very, very active participant, you know, kudos to you, right? You could have laid down and accepted what everybody was telling you, right? There were times, yeah, there were times when the pain just was too much or detox that your body goes through. It was hard. Some days I didn't want to get out of bed. And my son has so much to do with that. How old, how old is Spencer? He's almost seven, you know? And at the time he was five going on six, maybe. And his little hand, you know, would reach out and touch mine and he would be tugging on my arm and just saying, mom, get up, mom, you know, and I would find, you know, the power beyond what was normal. And I would find the strength and I would get up and I would, it would hurt so bad, you know, the neuropathy in my feet and learning to walk again and gaining that muscle. But if I just stayed and laid down, I was going to die. I had to get up. Yeah. Well, and get up. You have, my dear, you have, I'm up and running now. (laughs) That's wonderful. Andy, (laughs) let me, uh, let me get your perspective uh, as we close. So what would you like to say to anyone who's listening, who, you know, is, is a patient? I mean, you've gone through this with Tiffany for the last, you know, two years or year, year and a half. So, you know, what's your perspective on this? Well, I, I do think she's a special kind of person and that is what you, she's got her own blog. She's doing health for other people, her family. I mean, this, she's taken it one step further now that she feels so well, she's sharing with other people what she Mm -hmm. learned through all of this. And I think that's that's really important for folks. And it's almost like taking that journey and that experience and then helping other people with it. And that's what she's doing. And if, if anybody can reach out to a friend, a family who's going through, you know, some healthcare concerns and just use what you know to help them as well, I guess that's, that's kind of where I come from. But um, 
I'm just so glad it's it's been this great for her. And she, yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tiffany, what is the what is the name of your blog? Um, it is called Glow From Within 101. And I'm just getting it started um, on Instagram. My uh, website isn't up and running yet. Things are kind of happening so fast right now that um, I got some side projects going. Um, uh, Dr. Ann Louise Gittleman uh, heard my story and she reached out to me and there's a possible magazine article in the works. So I, a little <laughs> bit has been put um, on the side for a moment. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. So we got some exciting things coming. <laughs> it sounds like it. A lot better than the other stuff you had coming. This sounds wonderful. Very positive. Oh, yeah. That's great. Night and day. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. L ladies, thank you. Uh, this has been a joy to talk to you, Tiffany. And I'm so happy that you're back on track and healthy and uh, so grateful that uh, the Sound Health and Wellness Trust offers uh, us as a benefit because clearly you were uh, you benefited from us and uh, from Andy, our Andy. It's it's changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. Well, <laughs> thank you. Um, all right, so I'm going to say goodbye. But uh, what a what a pleasure to talk with you, Tiffany. I wish you all the best, and I I hope the magazine article uh, gets published and your blog blows up. You know. Thank you. I hope so, too. All right. Andy, take care. Thanks, Patty. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find the Lighting Your Way podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you liked what you heard, tell a friend and leave us a review. You can learn all about Guardian Nurses Healthcare Advocates on our website, guardiannurses.com. So until next time, Find some joy in your life, pet all the good doggies and kitties, and remember to tell your people that you love them. Take care.